Hey, welcome back in to Pritches Get Stitches. Happy to have you here. Ollie, how you doing? You know, I'm good. It's a it's a good day today, so no complaints on my end. Yeah, so funny, we come in to film this episode and all of a sudden we hear like a like a huge sound. Like Loud I didn't know sound. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a it almost sounded like a street sweeper. Right. And I'm like, uh, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> it's like a crazy blizzard. The town has apparently they've mowed the lawn across in the park, across the street from. And it was a like a ride-on blower. Like, you know, they have the ones on your back and you sit and you blow. This was like a right on lawnmower, but a blower. It's crazy. Interesting. I've never seen that. But you know, what that <laughs> reminds me of is when I moved to Utah. Did I ever tell you what I thought a snowblower was? Uh, no. So I moved to Utah. I'd never been around snow, right? Right. And it's the first. And I moved there in March. On the day I drove in, it was like a crazy blizzard. But that was like one of the last big snowfalls that year, but then the next, so then the following winter was terrible. Right. Absolutely crazy. So I'm like thinking I'm going to buy a snowblower. Uh-huh. So I go to Lowe's because I lived on base and you had to have, you only had a certain amount of time to like get your snow off the driveway, blah, blah, or you got a ticket. And if okay. you got 12 demerits that you had to move off base. Okay. So my buddy John is like, yeah, I'll take you over to Lowe's. We'll get you a snowblower. So we go in and I'm looking for snowblowers. And he's he's like, you know, I don't know. We start talking and I'm like t- looking at stuff. And he's like, well, what are you doing? You're like not even looking at snowblowers. And I was like, well, I figured they'd be here. And so he stands there for a second. He goes, what in your mind, what does a snowblower look like? Okay. So in my mind, it is a leaf blower that spits out fire. So I'm looking by the leaf no. blower. No, I, that's all I can think of is like it must like be like a fire thing that melts the ice because it's a snow blower. Like I'm thinking leaf blower, like snow blower. Like you can get them in the shape of a dragon, like blowing, <laughs> blowing fire out. Know. Like I, it would, first of all, listen. you should never have anything that blows fire. Like you're a preacher. Fair point. Fair point. But in my defense, like we never had news for one. So I've never like seen one. I don't know that I've ever when I watched a movie, I don't know that I made the connection if there was ever like a movie or something that had a snowblower. I never made the connection that that's what it was. And I'll tell you, though, I decided on the snowblower after I had to shovel my driveway one time and thought I was having a heart attack. It was like the most intense and I was in shape and it was like a workout. And I was like, no, I'm going to snowblower. That was the vision. Like it was like, we're going to start it up like a leaf blower and hold it and just going to spit fire out and melt the snow. Oh (laughs) my gosh. He's like, no wonder you passed them. Cause I walked right by them to like the leaf blowers. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking for them. He was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. It's a torch. It's a <laughs> blowtorch. <laughs> you know, we don't have snow in Texas. Oh, no, we don't. And in fact, <laughs> even during snow apocalypse, you know, so a couple of years ago, we had pretty bad ice storm here and it snowed and it was icy. And my neighbor, he's from Ohio. So like two, two doors down. Well, he goes out and he's he's got a snow shovel because he's from Ohio, right? He moved in from there. Right, right. So he, he <laughs> takes the snow shovel and he shovels his, his deal like immediately, like day one. And I'm like, look at this guy. Loser. You know? Yeah ours piled up and it was it was horrible and i thought to myself like you know from texas i've been been in texas my whole life i thought well if i get some hot water and i put it on to to the ice it will melt right not thinking that hey it's still water and it's gonna freeze back up because it's literally cold zero degrees (laughs) like it was wind chill like negative six like it got to zero like our ponds in our neighborhood froze over to where the kids were on them people were playing ice hockey not in our ponds but in other ponds around they're like playing ice hockey and ice skating and all these things. Like that's how cold it was. It never gets that cold here. Yeah, that it immediately froze and it was worse than when 
than when I had done it. Like that's and your neighbor's like, look at this idiot out there with a pot of hot water. What a moron. Yeah, probably. Well, that's I tried to do it where nobody could see me. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. So (laughs) I I ended up uh, shoveling my driveway like day three. And it was the worst experience ever because it was all ice at that point. Yeah. Well, I shoveled that first day and I'm not joking, man. I was breathing heavy. I thought I was going to pass out my neighbor actually. So I shared we had like a shared driveway and he saw me. His name was Judd. He was a good dude. He saw me out there shoveling. And so he comes over a couple days later. He's like, hey, I, because uh, I didn't end up buying a snowblower because those are pricey as hell. And I'm like, I just have this little tiny driveway. Like, I'll just shovel it. I'll just break it up in phases because, you know, that first day, like I said, I did it all in one go and no joke, thought I was having a heart attack. Like it wasn't where I could just put it on the end and push it. You know, right. it, it was a little too packed. So he comes over a couple days later. He says, hey, I just wanted you to know because he was the... He was over the MWR, which is like the wreck thing, but his right. his division also rented out like all of the tools, low blo- yeah, lawnmowers, snowblowers. Right. He's like, hey, I reserved one, so this winter I'll just do your, I'll just do your driveway for you. I thought I saw you the other day; was a little worried that you were gonna die, you know. And I'm uh, like, oh, dude, it was snow, terrible. That was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so crazy. I definitely don't miss it. And this winter up there in Utah was rough, so I'm glad I was here. So. Oh yeah! Uh, wow. So the. <laughs> Fire blower. The yes, fire I feel like that's an ingenious that, idea. That is a great idea. Melts you know everything done. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, oh, man. Okay. So surely you're drinking more than just water today because you know I am just drinking. Okay. So I am only drinking water, but I don't want to give you the reasoning as to why I'm drinking water until because it's going to be something we discuss a little bit in the show. Okay. But it is just water today, but there's a very specific reason. Oh, okay. Now, you know, when we started the show, you were supposed to drink all these random things and like, you know, and eventually- I don't know why you thought, I don't know why you thought I was going to be the one drinking, I guess, because you were like, I'm wearing the hat, so I'll get the sponsors that way and you do the drink. But I mean, I normally only drink water or all alcohol. Right. All right. From and now alcohol's on, not, or coffee. And alcohol's not allowed in your house. All right. Well, from now on, I will have a drink. So I uh, had a little mishap the other night. Holly, you had come to our house and you were living with us and you said, hey, I'll cook almost every night you offered to do that. You said, I love to cook me and my wife. We don't, we're not like huge, like love to cook people. And then you used our knives and we've had those I knives. Mean, they looked, I'll say they looked like knives. They were like, they had to have been like the ones that come in like a kid's toy, you know, like these are the knives that they just imitate. So when they're in their play kitchen. Yeah. So we've had them for 18 years, never sharpened them ever. Oh, the worst. And uh, we just, you know, whatever. And so you bought us new knives for Christmas. Like this is now, this is what we're going to do. Now that you're kind of living close, like that's kind of your MO. Like, Hey, when you're in town next to close to somebody that, you know, it's Christmas time, you, you buy them presents. So like when you, when you're in Utah and you're not here for Christmas, right. like my kids don't expect that Aunt Holly's going to get them presents. However, right. when Aunt Holly's in town, Aunt Holly's going to get them every, like everything they asked PJ the mask thing. Right. You know, you did that a couple years ago. You saw every PJ mask Hey, that mask was to thing. win Jace over. Mm-hmm. Jace, yeah, was, Jace, remember, did not like me when I got there. So I was yeah, determined to win him over. And I <laughs> did by the end of Christmas. <laughs> and you did. So we just now know, like, if we need something new or just kind of put it out, we'll place it out. I'd be like, hey, Holly needs to use this. And then she'll say it sucks. And so uh, <laughs> then she'll buy it for us. So you bought us new, new knives for Christmas. Yes, but and- I don't think you guys did that with any intention of getting new knives. This was just no, the knives no. you used. On no, a day. Like- you didn't even know that they were bad. I mean... I mean, you guys were down to using like a little tiny knife to cut everything because it was so maybe you knew they were bad because you use that little green pampered chef knife to yeah, cut like, everything. I'm like, the green pampered chef knife it cuts everything. That's our newest knife. So it was nice and sharp. You know, we had to be careful. Like I, I 
stabbed myself one time, you know, trying to put the little cap back on it. I missed the cap and stabbed myself. Well, the other day I was uh, cutting watermelon and for some reason I have a knife in my hand and I go to grab a watermelon and it slips out of my hand like a watermelon rind because my kids, mm-hmm. you know, because I just I cut them into pieces and then cut the, the, the fruit out. Right. So we're not sitting there with like watermelon rinds on our mouth. Um, but my kids love to like eat the ends of the watermelon rinds. And so I was like, hey, g- hey, girls, if you want to eat, you know, these rinds, come get them. And I grabbed one. It slipped out of my hand. I went to like catch it in the air, but the knife was here. You see, I got my Band-Aid on and um, i to be careful with the words I use. Um, and I cut my finger just mm-hmm. and it's bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, of course I did. Right. Like something like a simple task of watermelons. So as I, as you see, I wanted to, sh- to, sh- to bring that up because in the video, they'll see I've got a bandaid on and it's because I got pritch slapped because that's what happens to us. And it wasn't like the knife cut me. I put my finger on the knife as I was trying to grab this watermelon rind out of the air. Right. Like I can't. So anyways, it was blood everywhere. Luckily there was a flap of skin, like the flap of skin was still, right. so it was like, it was like filleted off, but it was right. still hanging <laughs> on. So uh, Val, I called Val immediately and was like, I don't know what to do. Um, do I need to go to the doctor for this? She's like, like you're a freaking grown man. Get out of here. It. So basically he's like super glue it together. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Gonna say, you could super glue. Yeah. You know, so we, you know, with our little remedies and home remedies and things like that. Uh, one of the things we use is, um, so a lot of people use like colloidal silver for things. Um, okay. but we use one. So as- hold on. I need you to mm-hmm. tell me what a lot of people use that for. Cause you said that. And I said, oh yeah, like I knew I was talking about, but <laughs> why would people, I have no clue why people would use like that. silver. It's like a, um, it's like a silver can be used as like a healing agent. Like it'll like silver that you invest in. No, no, no. And so different <laughs> like liquid, type or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like liquid. So oh, if listen, I hardened this silver, could I turn this into money? I, I guess I don't know. I have no idea. It's just silver. I have no clue. It's a liquid. I, I don't know about that stuff. Okay. I just use it because it works. And so, like sometimes if they get like a scratchy throat, they'll gargle silver. Um, do they? You know, things like silver? that. You can drink. It. So we do. Huh. So we have alkaline silver. We don't use like colloidal silver. We use um, I was going to ask you the difference, but I have a feeling that you don't know. The I have no clue. So I have no clue. Okay. So my wife just tells me, hey, use this stuff. And I and then I know what to use it for. So I'm like, I know what it's to be used for, like all these like essential oils and all that stuff. Like, okay. I know what it's to be used for, but I don't know why. I just am like, yeah, you don't know put like, that on for how this. it heals. Correct. And got it. And so and of course, living with my mother in law for so long, she's like, you know, we talked about that. She's the essential oil queen, essential and, oil queen. And so Love her. we have. Oh, yes, absolutely. So we have a lot of it and, and I know what it's used for. I remember those things anyways. So I put, we have a gel version of the silver. So it's like, uh, it would be like Neosporin, right? But it, you know, okay. so anyways, I put that on there, put the bandaid on and it's like basically glued that, you know, so it's, it's, it's to help promote healing. And so it will, you know, heal my little finger and uh, all the little skin cells will regenerate and, and all that stuff. So I have noticed, like, if you ever get a blister, um, do you know how you get a blister? Like, let's say on the back of your heel. Oh yeah, walking through the Salt Lake Airport, I wore my Vans. Uh, Salt Lake Airport, it's like it's a like thirty-minute walk. Now. Oh, it's a hike, and they even send out an email whenever you book through the Salt Lake Airport. The airline sends an email that says, "For passengers who are flying through Salt Lake, make sure you wear comfortable walking shoes because oh, you please. have a twenty-five-minute walk." Wore my Vans, which I wear on a daily basis, never have an issue. Give me a huge blister last yeah, so- time I went. So I noticed that, so sometimes like when I was a kid, you like pop the blister and then you like rip the Ooh. skin off, right? You know right. what I'm talking about? Ooh, yes. And then it just hurts forever. And then it hurts forever. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that if you just pop it like with a little needle, you squeeze wow. out all the, squeeze out all the fluid and just leave the skin there. 
Right. Like your skin will heal under right. the skin and then it never hurts. Right. And I'm like, why was I 30 before I figured that out? Like, I feel like, you know, when you got a blister, you're like, let me just get rid of all this dead skin and all then your the skin's skin. exposed. Get, and, yeah. And you get the clippers and you're clipping it off and yes. you hit a little part. And you're like, oh, that hurt. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't know why I did. I would do that. So I was glad I had a flap of skin that filleted off that was still there on my pinky. So that, Ugh. so every day I'm pretty good at, you know. I'm not going to be able to use that word again now either. Cause now that. every time I think of that, that's what I'm going to think of. Flap of skin. No, fillet. <laughs> See, now it's making me like the thought of it. So you do have problems. I I had to be careful with the words I use. There's a word I can't use. uh, Yeah. So, you know, I love words and I'm a very uh, visual person. Like I have a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like my imagination, a very vivid imagination, I guess. Um, And so I'll lead this into the fun fact of the day. But so whenever you or somebody describes something to me and they use a specific word, my brain will always tie it to whatever. So like when Chad chopped off his finger uh-huh. um, one time when he was in the kitchen cooking and he called me and used a certain word, I cannot say that word now without imagining him chopping off his finger. And so whenever I hear it or I say it, it makes me like cringe. I get goosebumps. I want to throw up. And now I feel like with filet, see like- I just screwed it. I just screwed it over because you love steak. So Ugh. just think about steak. You need to go, okay, next time you go in- See, look. I'm like, ooh, Here, here's a deal. goosebumps. Here's the deal. Next time you go into therapy, because I know you go into therapy, you do EMDR. You have to EMDR that. You got to EMDR ooh. those two words. That way ooh. you're good. Yeah, because I literally have goosebumps right now just from ooh, thinking of that. So anyway, love words and phrases. Like my all-time favorite word in the English language is seduction. I just love the way it sounds, the way it rolls off the, the tongue. Seduction. Seduction. I don't know. It's just a good word. Like Brad. Uh, Colby's boyfriend loves the word crisp. Mm. Like, and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Like it rolls off the back all the way to the tip. So, it's just a good people. word. I just love the way it sounds. Like it's okay. such a good word. But I also really love, cause I'm an, you remember I was an English major. I love uh-huh. phrases and I love to uh, research sometimes like how did, a, how did a phrase evolve? Like a lot of times I will, I'm a huge nerd where if something I'm watching TV or something and somebody says a phrase, I'll look the phrase up just to see like, when did this phrase come about? How was it first used? Like like the phrase OMG, like oh, um, OMG actually was used, the, the letters OMG, not the meaning was used in a letter like in to Winston Churchill back in like 1917 or whatever. Like, so just to, like cool, to save, cool stuff like that. Gotta save, uh, save on ink, just write OMG. There you go, right. So like the, the phrase, like people typically say like, I could care less. Oh, I love when people say, and I hate that. That bothers me so much because I'm like, well, if you could care less, you then would. You would. You would. And care they're less. trying to use it in the terms of like they don't care less. So you know, the correct thing is I couldn't care less. So why do they just say I could care less? Because it's like, yes, if you yeah. could care less, then you would right now. So if you don't give a shit about something, it's not I could care less. It's I couldn't care less. I couldn't. So care that less. one drives me nuts. But well, the suppo- other one. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say supposedly. Oh. You need to be a little more specific about supposedly uh, and especially. Especially, especially right specific right. Be, be more specific yeah i love that one Anyways, so one of, one of the nieces and nephews used to say pacific but i can't remember who so anyway one phrase that always bothered me because it didn't make sense to me was you can't have your cake and eat it too and i'm like yes you can because if you have your cake you can eat it like you know, it I, just never made sense to me 
I actually learned from the Dan Levitard show the correct way to say that. Okay. And I bet he learned it from the same way I learned it because that phrase has always bothered me. It has bothered me forever and ever. And I've never, I would never say it because I'm like, it doesn't make sense because if you have your cake, you can eat it. Why can't you have your cake and eat it too? So I uh, actually learned and I'm willing to bet this is how whoever you heard it learned it. Netflix had a show about the Unabomber. And in the show, that was a good show too, man. Oh, it was so good. That, was, that dude's, that was nuts. He's a crazy dude. And I've studied up a lot on him just because like, how do your mind works in this way? But um, I was watching that show. And in the show, there's a scene where, or like, I don't know, a big portion, I wouldn't say a scene, big portion of the show is they are reviewing the Unabomber's manifesto that he has sent to the Washington Post for printing. And so the FBI agent who is reading it uh, sees that the, the Unabomber has said, you, you can't eat your cake and have it too. And so in the movie, it shows like the, the FBI agent saying like he's made a mistake, obviously. Well, he didn't. The Unabomber knew the origin of it, which was because his mother was an English teacher and had taught him that it is actually you can't eat your cake and have it too. Because once you eat your cake, your cake is yeah. gone. Yeah. So can't I'm like, both. boom. That makes so much sense to me, but that phrase is actually what helped was one of the key clues that helped bring him down because his sister-in-law married to his brother knew that like she was just, she had read the manifesto and she said a lot of the things that he's talked that are talked about in here remind me of, you know, she's talking to her husband, David, remind me of Ted, the Unabomber. And he didn't want to believe it at first, but she starts going through. And one of the phrases she points out, and she has all these old letters that they had written back and forth, and she had saved all the letters. And one of them was he had put in there, you can't eat your cake and have it too. And so based upon that and other things that he had written in these letters, they were able to say like forensically, this is the same person. And in the end, like he hugged himself by using that phrase correctly. Wow. But now I make sure when I say it, I always say, you can't eat your cake and have it too. And people are like, well, that's not how the saying goes. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, look it up. I'm an English major. Google it. Yeah, Google that shit because that is the truth. Yeah, so that so was I, the fun fact of the day. Yeah, that's good. I, I was an avid Dan Lebetard show. Uh, he does like a sports variety show. He was on ESPN for a long time. And while he was on ESPN, I listened to him almost every day. Yeah. Did learn that there. Yeah. I learned other things too um, from ESPN radio. Like one of the guys, I think he was just trying to sound like I'm educated. Um, he used the word Occam's razor. I have no idea what Occam's razor is. Occam's razor. I've heard, but it. I, I have no idea what it means or I can't remember what it was. Huh? But, I can't remember. Uh, I feel but like I'll, now I'm going to look, I'll this never up forget it. I'll never forget Occam's razor. Um, and so there, yeah, there's just a, a bunch of little things. Like it did make sense to me though, when he said that on the show, like you can't eat your cake and have it too. And I'm like, yeah, that does make sense actually. So uh, it's actually just so you know, so we all know now oh. Occam's razor is the problem solving principle that recommends searching for explanations constructed with the smallest set of elements. Yeah, I have no idea what you just said. So there you go. Like, we'll have to dissect that one day. Um, yeah. But you did mention, you know, you're talking about Ted, Ted uh, Kaczynski, is that? Ted Kaczynski, uh-huh. Ted Kaczynski. Theodore J. Kaczynski. Yeah, yes. you're, talking, you're talking about him. You're this true crime person. You watched that one. You mentioned watching the bombing of that, Boston, uh, Marathon. Boston Marathon. Correct. You have watched every single true crime thing that there is. Um, I mean, and I watched it, I think before it was like a thing, like forensic files came out in the nineties. That was like the only true crime thing. And I have seen every single one of those episodes before that there was unsolved mysteries. Oh, true. But I don't feel like that's really true. That's where it started. A lot of that was also, yeah, but a lot of that, I think, I don't know, man, unsolved mysteries. 
That music scares me. I know, but that music scares me still. Robert Robert Stack. Okay. Robert Stack was in Nightmares. In our defense, though, what? I watched it back then, too. So even if it wasn't, but I'm talking like forensic stuff where they got into like serial killers and all that. I mean, I've been watching that since Unsolved Mysteries in the 80s, I guess. Yeah, we used to get scared. Um, Mom would leave us at home when the older kids would go to church on Wednesday nights and she would go over there with them and we'd be at home. We were like six blocks from the church, first of all. And I'm like 11. Uh, yeah, I was probably eight. You're like eight or nine. And we would, for some reason, we would always watch Unsolved Mysteries and we would be scared out nights. of our minds. And we <laughs> would like nights at seven. looking out the window, like, hopefully the serial killer's not right here, you know? And then the alien ones would always get me. Like, I still feel like if I watch, I don't know if I've said this before on the show, so sorry if I have, but I feel like if I watch, you know, because you're into like true crime stuff and I'll watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I like to watch, if I'm like, can't sleep or whatever. I like to watch um, sometimes like alien stuff, but I like to watch these uh, conspiracy theory things against the government. Super like far, far away conspiracy theories on government stuff. Right, right. And then I like, okay, I'm like, all right, the show's over. And then I'm laying there and I'm like, right now, like the FBI has tracked that I was watching this and they are, or the CIA or whoever, like whatever government agency and sector nine, whatever. And they're going to come in, gonna like bust in through my window. windows. I've literally like walked outside and made sure, not like walked outside. I didn't walk outside. I looked out the windows to make sure like everything looked normal. Cause I'm like these guys, you know, it's two in the morning and your mind's going crazy. And I you mean, just watched chickens, a conspiracy though. theory. Show. We're chickens by nature. We talked about like sleeping at grandma's house and going in and waking her up. Well, I we mean, I was grandma. in college, right? We I, oh, we did call grandma a couple times and, and made her down. come down. But I mean, I was in college once and, and I used to freak myself out all the time. Like the movie signs scared the shit out of me. I'm in college living on my own, like such a dumb show scared the shit out of me. This is why I don't watch scary shows. I watched a documentary once. So the one of the places I lived in college, it was in the backyard of a of a dentist. Like he had a like a shed that he had built out there that all of his kids lived in. Like a not a shed, but like a converted shed, I guess, that had a bathroom, a bedroom, like like one of those things from uh from Lowe's that you see, like a tiny house. Yeah, yeah. So he had one of those in his backyard that he had he had four kids and they'd all lived out there when they were in college. And so he rented it out. And so I lived there. And one night I watched a documentary about grizzly bears oh, and boy. convinced myself that there were grizzly bears <laughs> in College Station, Texas, in the backyard and could not sleep because there was going to be a grizzly bear like coming through my door. Like a- I'm like 19 and 20 years old. Like this is illogical. Hey. But in my mind, this is real. Like there are grizzly bears. Oh, man. Like we, we, we build that up. Anyways, I, I shared all that, you know, the true crime stuff, because yesterday I got kind of a an interesting text message. I get a text, you know, so long story short, Jared, my son would go practice football at the middle school. And he came back one day and was like, Hey, there was a kid there. He practiced with me. He's a senior at the high school. Jared was in eighth grade. He's like, he played football and he taught me all these drills and he taught me how to drills to improve my speed. And so he thought it was pretty cool. And so Jared and I would go to the football field quite often and go throw the football and, and whatnot. And there were a few times that kid was there and it was probably four or five times. And so we had exchanged numbers uh, because he was going to text me something that they were doing some recording one day. And so basically the kid, uh, I was playing defense and, and the kid, you know, broke my ankles basically, you know, and, and, uh, you literally see my foot like turn and, and, uh, like figure it's like, he didn't really hurt my ankle. It just, my shoe was loose. And so right. anyways, he's, he wanted to text that to me because he wanted to show that he, he burned me. Right. Anyway. So never texted him again after that, basically. And so long story short, he texted me last night. And, and how was, long ago was this? It was two years, you know, so he hadn't texted okay. me in two years or, or okay. we hadn't exchanged in two years and uh, never really thought about it again. Um, just kind of went on our way. And I get a text message last night and the kid says, Hey, Scott, um, this is so-and-so and, and you and your son 
we, I used to play football with you and your son. And I, and I knew who he was because I, I actually had to check the messages and see who he was. Right. Because um, I didn't have his number saved or anything, but my messages were still there. And I said, hey, man, how are you doing? And he said, I'm good. It, basically, I don't have a father figure in my life. This is what he said. He said, I was wondering if we could meet up one day. I don't have a father figure in my life. And, um, and if, you know, and I really need to speak to one. And if you could, you know, if you could spend some time with me, I'd really appreciate it. And so for me, I get this text and it just kind of like overwhelming feeling of like, you never know what impact you're going to make in somebody's life. Right. Um, right. And so I shared that with Jared and told him, you know, hey, you never know. But anyway, so sentimental, you know, like, oh, touchy feely story. Okay, great. I share that with you. I send you the text message and, uh, you know, with a little cry emoji, like, oh my gosh, right. like, this is crazy. Like, like, I never even expected something like that. And I reply I'm just going to read this. First I'm just going to read this. <laughs> Going on to true crime stuff. This is our text message. First, um, my first message was appropriate, just for the record. Don't so, read the first one after, because the first one after I'm referencing. Yada, yada. He's like, you know, you're like, I love that. You asked him if it was Jared's friend or Jace's friend. And then you talked about his grammar, because his gra- you know, because that's what you do, <laughs> English major. Then I tell you a little bit more about who it was. And he goes, and then you said, oh, okay. Well, take your gun and let Val know where you're going. Not saying anything bad is going to happen, but you never know. Meet in a public place. And I was like, wow, that went south quick. Look, I have seen some shit on these shows where it's like people who are nice to somebody and then they like go back and rob them. Like, hey, we're going to, I can't, you know, can you meet me at this abandoned house or something? And then they, you know, meet me at my house. And then it ends up being an abandoned house. And then, you know, they're kidnapped and killed. And And, and so here, here we are in Prosper, Texas. Like, I know that things can happen. I understand. I got it. But I'm like, the kid's like, can you meet me at the middle school? I'm going to go play basketball with my friends. Can you meet me after? Like, okay. Not yeah, with no your problem. friends. No, you got there with so, a bunch of friends. No. So he, he, we end up meeting over a little playground in his neighborhood. And we talked for, you know, last night we talked for a little bit and he's got some stuff going on in his life and he just needed, he's like, I don't basically like, he told me he does have a dad, but his dad's very strict mm-hmm. in, it, in it. He's like, I can't talk to him. Can't talk to him about right. these things. And right. he said, and, and I don't know what happened to his mom. He said, I don't have a mom. It's a stepmom, but he doesn't have his mom. So it sounds like he's kind of had just a, a little bit of a, a rough go at it. And uh, he's got some things going on in his life. And he's wondering how to become a man. You know, kid's 20 years old. Right. You got a kid on the way. Um, wow. Yeah. So has no idea like, what's going on. He's like, I, I don't know what it's like. How do I become a man? Kind of a thing. And so right. just asking him, you know, so we had a talk. I mean, we talked about an hour and, and um, I just, you know, hopefully gave him well, some good advice. And, and you know, I, I did end up, it was pouring down rain. So we ended up talking in the truck and then I ended up taking him to his house, which coincidentally is his sister is one of uh, Lexi's friends. Like I've been to his oh, house okay. before to take Lexi home. And like, I was like, Hey, I've been to your house. You have a daughter that's like eighth grade. And he's like, or a sister that's eighth grade. And he's like, yeah, and I'm like small world. Anyways. Oh, well. So either way, just be careful for the future. Cause now he's reeled you in and you never know. Take now, it. Now he's gonna, I'm just going to put gonna, it out there. <laughs> now he's you gonna, never know. I'm going to end up on a true crime. Hey, you yeah. know, let me tell you a story. I once was talking to my friend, Karen, and I was telling her, even though I lived on Dugway, I don't like to take the trash out at night. And she's like, why? And I'm like, girl, you don't know somebody could abduct me, abduct me taking the trash out. She's like, that never happens. And guess what? Now she sends me stories regularly where it's like the person was taking the trash out was never seen again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. told you, girl, that happens. That happens. So I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with being taking careful. the garbage out. Oh, yeah. I was going to have if i should share the story so okay so this is- i need you to tell it so i didn't really read the whole story i just kind of like because it was really long when you texted me and okay. i think i was somewhere and i just never got back to it but i just know that there was underwear and a door okay. handle correct so here's what happened. Things 
So I live in this apartment complex by the stadium that we've talked about. Yes. And they, I, I feel like there's got to be like a trash disposal, like a dumpster or something somewhere. I've never been able to find it in the complex. So one thing they offer though is a trash valet service. And if I was in the UK, I would say valet, by the way, because they say valet, isn't that okay. right? So anyway, so they offer a trash valet service and I think it's like, I don't know, 25 bucks a month or whatever, but you put your trash outside of the door. Um, they don't do it Friday and Saturday nights, but they do it Sunday through Thursday. You can put your trash out and somebody will come by and collect it, but you have to put it in their special trash cans and you have to put it out between six and eight and usually between six and eight, you know, then after that you can pick it up. Well, I will say like most of the time the trash valet service is always late. They're not there between six and eight, but I just know to put my trash out. So one day I put my trash out. I forgot to bring the trash can in. Because you probably day, didn't leave the next day. Correct. The next day I was going to say, the only reason I remember to bring it in is because like the next day it was like 4 p.m. I'm going to go somewhere and I open the door and I'm like, oh shoot, forgot to bring in my trash. No, I wasn't, I didn't even go anywhere. The reason I remember to bring in my trash is because I got an email from the management you know, apartment leasing office saying like, Hey, you're in violation right now. Like this is the rules. You have to put your trash like, in, you're put in your trash out, bring in. Right. So they're like, this is a one-time courtesy. After this, it's a $50 fine. Every time your trash is there outside of the hours. So I'm always very careful now to make sure that my trash is out between six and eight. I check it like last night I checked at eight uh, before I went to bed and I went to bed probably about nine 30 last night, like went to go lay down. They hadn't come by. So first thing this morning, I was up like bringing in my trash first thing. Well, mm -hmm. the other night they happened to pick it up on time. So I peek out, I'm getting ready for bed, getting into bed. And at the time I'm wearing like a tank top, just a loose tank top, a sports bra and a pair of boy shorts underwear. Like that's because okay. I'm just chilling in my apartment. It was Sunday. We were supposed to do something right. for dinner. We ended up not. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to grab my trash can in real quick. It'll be a fast thing. So nobody's going to see me anyway. And if they do, it's not a big deal. I'm in my boy shorts. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, so first, so I go, I open the door. And so first, let me say my doorknob, my door handle is not like a knob. It's like right. a handle. It's like a handle. Yeah. Right. And it's got a little crook on the bottom, right? Right. <laughs> or maybe it goes up. Whatever it is. It probably goes, I think it goes down. So I open the door. And as I swing the door back, I reach out to grab the trash. <laughs> and as I grab the trash, the door, because it's a self-closing door, it swings back in. And the way I'm standing... The handle is right at the level of my boy shorts on the bottom of my leg. So it catches <laughs> underneath my boy shorts. But by now, I'm already turning in with the trash. And so it catches my underwear and yanks. My, and the door doesn't close, but it pulls my underwear down. So anybody who's standing in the hallway now, I'm mooning. So I'm trying to pull my underwear off and grab the, like, keep the trash can, manage the door, manage the handle, pull my underwear up. And I can't, like, it's just too much. I drop the trash can. I'm like yanking. Well, I can't yank it because it's hooked. So the underwear is hooked on the handle. So it's like, I can't grab it, which is why I had to drop the trash. So that I have to use two hands the whole time. I've like moons oh. my entire, you know, luckily oh, I didn't man. see anybody out there, but yeah. So that, that you know, underwear is down like halfway down my, and the whole thing. It's not like just the one leg came down, like oh. the whole underwear came down. So I like pull oh, it up real man. fast. I'm like, Oh, I hope there's no security cameras. Cause somebody's going to get a good laugh. And then it'll be know, a lesson learned. It'll be a, it'll be a TikTok soon. Right. Lesson it'll, learned. You know, I just decided that, that you then sent me the video 
Yeah. Guy, I'm sure people have seen it. I mean, if you haven't, like, it's all over. Like the guy puts the tire, pulls the tire, the tire fall, falls over and it okay, grabs his pants, pulls, pulls his pants, his pants down, down and he down. falls over. That was me. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, gosh. lesson learned. I just decided for in the future though, if I'm ever just chilling in my underwear and I gotta grab the trash or whatever, I'm not gonna do it if it's boy shorts. Like if it's bikini style, oh. too high up my leg to catch on the handle. But yeah, so that was a good that was a good I laughed. I laughed so hard after the door closed. Like I had to pee because I was laughing so hard and I was like, I can't make it to my bathroom in time because I'm laughing so hard. Like luckily I did, but I thought oh for sure gosh. I was gonna pee myself. Like yeah, so Pritch slapped by the door handle, essentially. Mm. I mean, I wasn't injured, but I did moon my entire hallway, if anybody saw. Oh, man. So that's, there we go. That's crazy. So um, since we're laughing, I, I figure I should just tell this story. Uh, Let's hear it. So, so Dad has so many uh, moments. Uh, we talked about him, I think, for a show. Uh, it, watermelon rind, pork roast on the foot, frozen, uh, walking down right. the hallway. I, I was 16, maybe 15. Maybe it was a little younger. I don't remember, but he's, we had just gotten that new carpet, that super thick carpet that grandma, grandma put in to the house. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's on the ground. I'm like, dad, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I think I just broke my foot just walking down the hallway. That dude has bad feet, but um, you know, Santa Claus. Bad luck. Yeah, that too. <laughs> missing a stair going down playing santa claus your spread eagle he's spread eagle i mean there's so many stories uh falling out of a tow truck all these things but anyway so this this one i was uh i was at i was privy to so i uh, first had experience i don't remember i don't think um i had jared with me i don't remember um no, but josh we, was there you guys took josh oh uh, well we had well, we had a bunch of kids there so so every year since i was little we would go on the father and son church camp out and it always happens in second first second week of may you know the weather's okay and dad would go and i would always want to go because you know when he would go and we'd see all our friends and everybody's camping you know but um and dad i think begrudgingly would go and i don't think he ever really wanted to go because you know camping's not his deal and he's always like i spent 20 years in the army i was camping all the time like i just you know so right we always had this big he didn't even have we didn't even have a tent like he would bring a dining fly is what it was and so it was this huge like tent but it was had no floor it was just simply a dining fly but we would always we always had cots and so we always slept on cots so the floor wasn't really necessary our car was right there um well anyway so this one time we go to this campsite and it's you know i'm there brett's there colby and, and riley are there joshua's probably there there's a bunch of us sons-in-laws are there paul's there all the they're all right. there and brett decides he's like hey you know, I'm not camping. I'm not sleeping on the ground. So I'm going to go get a pop-up trailer. So he rents a pop-up trailer, brings it out. And, and he and dad are going to sleep in this pop-up trailer. No. And so Brett sets up the pop-up trailer. Dad's kind of got the, he's got the barbecue going. Dad always cooked. Like he was always the cook. He, you know, it's, it's the deal. So Brett's like, I got the pop-up trailer, trailer up, ready to go. And my dad's like, okay, let me go get my stuff and put it in. So dad, he goes and grabs his stuff. He walks into the, the pop-up trailer, walks to the back where he's going to sleep. And all of a sudden we see that trailer go like this. <laughs> Boom. And, and then we hear, help, help, help. <laughs> we look over at the trailers like this. And dad is in the back of the trailer yelling for help <laughs> because of the trailers this way. He can't get up. He's like flailing down in there. And mind you, Holly, dad at this time is... Dad's at this time is three and a half bills. He's, you know, right. probably 350 pounds and he right. can't move. He can't get up. And I have, I go in there and I pull him up and I'm like 
you know, we can't. So everybody <laughs> push the trailer down. Well, Brett forgot to put the stakes down in the back to keep the trailer from did. going from going back. So he's so he's oh. he's stuck there in this trailer. And we're like, oh, my gosh, what is like what is happening right now? And he's like, we get them all settled. We get them all situated. And we go, <laughs> is that over? We go and we sit down on the on the picnic table. And it's one of those aluminum picnic tables. Okay. okay. So we're, we're all sitting on the aluminum picnic table and you know, all the adults, all the kids and dad is at the end of the table. He's not really sitting in it. He's sitting on the edge so that uh-huh. he can, you know, flip the burgers. And so he's like over the grill, he's over the grill, By the grill, or is it like a fire pit? No, it's like a grill. So he's at okay. the grill and the grill is right there next to the table so that he can Got sit it. and do his deal. And so we're all sitting there and for whatever reason, I don't know why everybody decided, except my dad, except dad, everybody decided to get up at the same time. Like we were going to go do something or we were going to whatever. And so an aluminum picnic table does not weigh very much. So again, dad's 350 pounds. He's just gotten out of this trailer that has fallen over and he's like yelling for help. (laughs) We all stand up at the same time. And, you know, so we all have our hands on the table as we're getting up and everybody gets out, you know, steps out of the table. And then we all leave and that table just goes. (laughs) (laughs) And dad goes, is he sitting on the end? And he goes flying forward. The table like pushes him forward and he puts his hand right on the grill. Just. So, so he's just he's just falling backwards into the trailer. <laughs> then he falls and, forward. And then he flies. Forward. He flies. He doesn't like it like shoots him. <laughs> because the table is sitting. And so the table just goes like this, and he's on this end. So he goes down, so he stumbles forward. <laughs> Poor guy. I hope he went home after that. I hope he did not stay that night. I don't, I don't remember, but it was. <laughs> did he get like first degree burns? Like grow on him and hot. I I don't remember, but <laughs> I don't know that he like. I don't know, but I just. Oh, that was that oh. was a memory right there. That um, <laughs> that uh, that's that's oh, one of man. the namesakes. That's one of the reasons why we we call it getting Prince slapped. He literally slapped the slapped the grill, and uh, but that's not even the best one. That's in in my, in the hierarchy of Pritchard stories of my dad. That's that's number two for me. There's one even better, and and it will share it one day. I may have to have him come on, Holly. I can't give it justice. <laughs> I can't like he's gonna have to come on and share that story. And he said he would, um, because I wasn't at that one, the, the number right. one. But oh my gosh, that oh, like man. him getting stuck in the trailer, and then just <laughs> the comedy of errors that caused him to go. Uh, grill his hand i just man I, man it was it's crazy if you guys know my dad you know a lot of our friends and you know they are listeners here and so they know my dad and they know such a you know he's such a nice guy such a good guy and um but man he just has some bad luck bad, bad luck, luck man clumsy clumsy oh. that's where we get it anyway so i don't even know holly we have a whole script of things we we're going to talk about today and uh, maybe we can talk about something oh yeah you did mention you said that uh, you're drinking water and and uh, and there's a reason. So what's there is what's a happening? reason. So uh, I a couple episodes ago I talked about how I was going to start this 
Mediterranean lifestyle. Everything I've read says, don't call it a diet. Like it's not a diet really, because you're not limiting yourself for the most part. It's just a lifestyle. And so, you know, I have a bad back. I haven't been able to row. And I mentioned, I think one or two episodes ago that, you know, my pants are getting a little snug. Pants falling um, off. Yeah, but true. <laughs> but, uh, but like my button up pants, because I don't have right. to wear pants that button. So like right. I'll have my pants up with elastic waist. Like those are great. But I had to go buy some pants with buttons the other day because I couldn't fit in the ones I had. And so I was like, all right, like I obviously have been working out and it's not like, it's not like I'm picking out on a bunch. Of... I mean, I'm going to take that back. I, when I do eat, it is very like, I, you'll eat a whole like thing. It's just also right here at my house. Right. So I will. So this is like my diet typically. Cause like, here's the thing. Like I hate grocery shopping mm-hmm. and First of all, I hate spending money on food and I don't know why. Like I will spend money on anything else, but I have to spend it on food. And it's like, I just don't want to spend that much money on groceries. And so usually when I go to the grocery store, I limit what I buy because I'm also having to carry this into my apartment. So it'll be like, all right, well, I already have to bring in a case of water. So I don't want to make a bunch of trips so I can limit it to like two or three bags, whatever I can carry in. And so usually my diet would be like an apple, you know, coffee for breakfast, apple with peanut butter. It's my snack, mid-morning snack. And then lunch would be like a granola bar but then Mm -hmm. dinner is like chips and salsa and then a lot of gummy bears so that's literally my diet on a daily basis which is absolutely terrible the only time i stray from that is like i go to your house or i go out like otherwise i just hate cooking now for me right well apparently now this has caused my pants to be tight so i'm like all right well i've got to do something but i don't want to diet and so i was just kind of looking at like the healthiest lifestyles and it's been determined you know for years and years that a mediterranean style meal plan diet i, I don't even know what that is so so it's essentially like a lot of fish some other seafoods um but you're like not a chicken you, oh yeah you, you like shrimp right i do like shrimp i and i'm not a huge fish like i don't like salmon i don't like tuna like anything with a super fishy flavor your dates like salmon though i know man i feel like every dude i date is like a pescatarian so anyway, um, I made like fish last night and I can do like if it's a mild white fish, right. but it, cause it's not so much the flavor for me. It's like, it's a texture thing. For yeah, me. That's like, I have a hard time like, with texture texture. Like Val's like, Hey, we're having fish. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, I don't mind the flavor. Like usually she, she has a mild right. fish. It's like cod or something it's, like that. But it's the texture <sighs> of it. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're chewing it and it's like chewy and it's chewy. Like, <laughs> like even when it's cooked to perfection and people are like, well, oh, there's somebody it's like, no, it's still chewy. There's gonna be a listener that's going to chime in and be like, you guys are cooking it wrong. Right. hundred percent. But great. either yep, way, I had it cooked. Right. And I've had it cooked like by chefs. And to me, it's still that it's never right. flaky or whatever they say, whatever. So it's like a lot of fish. You can have some poultry. So they recommend fish like three to four times a week, poultry one to two times a week, red meat, like once a week, if that, and then a lot of legumes, vegetables, fruits, nuts, um, and wine, um, brown rice, pasta. I don't like pasta, you know, whole grains. Well, so I, you want to cut out like you want to cut out processed, a lot of processed. Well, I mean, every, everywhere you want to cut out processed. Right. I mean, that's the biggest that's our biggest issue. I mean, if you think right. about it, it, when you say, hey, this is my diet and it consists of chips and salsa. Right. You can't get more processed. Than, I mean, the salsa so fine, good. but the chips. Um, but yeah, for sure. Diet. Like, I'm not saying diet isn't like I'm on a diet, but what you eat, you know, if you remember, like I did that, the deal you may not remember, but back, um, I don't know, like 2012, 2011, 2012, we did, we saw a nutritionist who I remember cause you guys like would a, not eat corn and I'm like, how yeah. can you not eat corn? That's we still like don't. The best. 
I made corn oh. the other day. I made corn the other day. So if I was out of town, so I was like, dude, I haven't corn. Corn is so good. And so I made some pork chops and we had corn with it and broccoli or whatever. And Jace is like, uh, I don't like corn. And so then of course they start singing the corn song. But they always it's sing the corn, corn song. Oh, I hate that. And song. so um, and so they don't they don't you know, so Jace is like, I don't like corn. It doesn't taste good. And um Jared's like pounding it because he's like, if I eat corn, I'm gonna gain weight. And so he's pounding it, Lexi eats it, you know, everybody else eats it. But uh yeah, so we have my corn oil. But anyways, so she did like a like she's like a like an eastern medicine type person. And so we would like muscle tests and all sorts of kooky things. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'll be honest, like we would go see her once a week and she would like, we'd have to take her our, our meals. Like these are the things, everything right. we ate, we had to, we had Holy to put in. Crap. And so, uh, I thought that it was kooky. This was like week right. two. And I'm like, Hey Val, this is like kooky town. And, um, and she's doing these tests and everything. And we, I would go see her Monday and on Sunday I, we would always eat at mom's house for dinner. And we had tacos. And so we ate the tacos without the cheese and all that stuff. But I put a little bit of cheese on Jared's. And then there was like two slivers of cheese on my finger and I licked it off. And I went on my day. And we go the next day. And I kid you not, Monday, I didn't put down that I ate the cheese because I was like, it was two slivers. And she's testing me and she's like, oh, she's like, you know, has me like, it's weird. All this like touch the food and test and all this stuff, which was crazy. And she's like, did you eat cheese? And I'm like, uh, like I didn't eat cheese, but yes, I had like two slivers. She's like, oh yeah, that's what's causing you to like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I believe in this Chinese lady. I don't know. I don't know what she, like, I believe in this. And you know, it was just diet. I never exercised. And I went from like 190 pounds at the time, which I wish I was right now, but I went from 190 to 164 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, and it was like over a year, you know, so right. I, I dropped it pretty quick, but I never exercised. And she would tell me like, Scott, you need to exercise. So I've never put the two together. I've never like eaten right and exercise at the same time. Right. Like I'll go exercise, like I'll go run, I'll go do those things, but I'll be eating chips and salsa and and Cheez-Its and Dr. Pepper and candy and Snickers ice cream. And so I'll Mm -hmm. like maintain or I'll start to lose some, but I've never done both. So I lost like almost 30 pounds just from diet. So right. Like if you, for you, you're like, I can't exercise. I mean, diet's a huge thing if you're willing to like stick to it. And last, last summer when I was working out before I hurt my back, I was working out and doing, um, intermittent fasting, like a modified version. Cause like some people are like, Oh, you skip a whole day and then you eat whatever you want the next day. Well, I can't skip a whole day without eating. Like it's just never going to happen. So I would modify it on the days that I wasn't supposed to eat. I would eat 800 calories, which essentially was like an apple. I could do my coffee, an apple, strawberries, and I think a granola bar, and then another apple or strawberries, you know. So that was what I ate on those days. And then the days I could eat anything, I still didn't go crazy. You know, I I ate around between twelve and 1,500 calories, but it was very healthy for the most part. And right. I was working out, and that was the best shape that I had been in. I lost, like, because I was rowing every day. I was also doing two- and three-hour workouts. So I had lost, like, 30 pounds. I started to have abs. Like, so my goal in life for my entire life, has been to have abs and like a V, not necessarily like a manly V. Like I don't want like a man body, but like a soft feminine V. And I was getting that last year and then I hurt yeah. myself. So now I'm trying eighth this. Grade. Eighth grade for me when I was like, I'm going to do I that. never had that. I'm going to do sit-ups like, for 30 days. And I did. And I had abs. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, went back to my lazy self. Yeah. I mean, I was up to 2000 crunches a day last summer mm. when I hurt my back. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I started it yesterday so I can drink water or wine 
And since I can't drink wine at your house, I'm just sticking water. with water. I mean, juice? I don't know. You're not supposed to drink anything with like the sugars in it, I mm, guess. So okay. that's probably out. But I will say like I did really well yesterday. I stuck to the diet. I even went to the grocery store and spent a whole bunch of money on groceries and did yep. not buy one thing off of my list. Like it was no gummy bears, no, you know, chocolate, nothing. That's going to that's gonna really put a damper in our candy eating over here, the gummy I bears. I know. Because I know. you're weird and you don't eat the white or yellow gummy bears. I know. I usually throw them away, but then I think your kid Ava, threw them away. Yes, Ava was highly she was, offended. She was like mortified that I threw away candy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the gross one. It's the, and I love lemon. I don't like lemon candy. And I'm like, yeah, but it's nasty. It's lemon and pineapple. And she was like, put them in a bag and bring them over. And you do. And, and we every eat them Sunday, in one day. Every Sunday, I usually have a giant bag of the yellows because I will go through some gummy bears. I love gummy bears. So I love still have a little bit left at my house and I'm like, on my cheat day, on my cheat day, I'll eat those. But yeah, so, you know, I started yesterday, I weighed myself this morning just as a gauge to see and I was down 1.1 pounds. Oh, wow. I'm not going to say that was, you know, necessarily the diet. It could be water weight. You know, and I did allow myself one Moscow mule last night. Normally I have two or three or seven in a night and I only had one. It might so, have been like a double or a triple, but it was just one. So you said something earlier. You said, uh, I was asking about your diet and you're like, you're like, well, I mean, because I said no alcohol and you're like only wine. Right. But I figure if I do all of this over here, right. then, then I can, I can have, have beer. One. Right. Hey. <laughs> I said I could have alcohol, but then I said alcohol. maybe not beer. Oh, okay. So I did not have beer, but I did have, usually I will drink, like I do not like zero anything like dr pepper zero coke zero sprite zero whatever Coke zero i could drink that but i will buy all of those the zeros and have them with when i mix in like vodka or rum or whatever because then it's like no calories and then i feel like it's okay but last night i did do i forgot to buy the diet ginger which has no calories so i had to buy the i have the regular ginger beer so that has some calories but i only drank one and i really wanted a second but i was like nope i'm doing this diet but yeah i cooked fish and shrimp so I actually had to cook yesterday. So I like chopped up all the vegetables, did some shrimp and a barramundi, I guess is how they pronounce it, fish and chopped up some bell peppers and onions and zucchini and did that with some brown rice and a salad and that was it. And Yeah, I went back to our childhood last night. I uh, We needed something for dinner. Val was coming home. Last day she was gone. So I'm like, what was, tell me what the entree was and I'll tell you what you made with it. Uh, there, was no, <laughs> there was no entree. I'll tell you. In oh, a second. Okay. This was a. Uh, this was this was not like a Sunday meal. Well, I guess mom made it at the time. Like she made meals. This Macaroni was a dad. This was a dad dinner. Nope. This was a dad dinner. Think about it for a second. Um, it wasn't mac cheese. The kids had mac and cheese for like a, a snack yesterday, actually. So I told him, I'm like, hey, mom's coming home, so we got to clean the house. Like, make sure. Like, you guys didn't do your Saturday chores. I was gone at a volleyball thing all day. I get home. We're supposed to do them Sunday. You didn't do them Sunday, so we got to get them done. So they're like, okay. So immediately, like, they're all doing other things. Like, Lexi's on her Chromebook. Jace is watching TV upstairs and I'm like, Hey, we got to clean. And immediately the first thing they do is go to the kitchen. They're like, I'm hungry. I'm like, of course you are right. because I told you you have to do something. And then he's right. like, you would have sat on the TV for three hours and not moved. So anyways, I'm like, dude, I, you know, I'm like, it's almost seven. I'm like, Oh shoot. I've got to make dinner. Like I got kids. I got to take care of. And so went to the store. I'll give you one thing that I bought. Yeah. One at a time and see if you can figure it out. It's pretty simple. First thing I bought was a loaf of Italian bread or French bread. You made hoagies. Made hoagie sandwiches. I knew it. I bought hoagies. Some, like <laughs> that's the the upgraded version of we're having sandwiches for dinner. It was a hoagie because it was a good bread. <laughs> that bread uh, always made it better though, didn't it? Yes, of course. Like you can make a you know like because the other option is we're eating like whole wheat bread, 
And so you're like, you know, they eat that every day for at school. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go get Italian bread. We're going to have Hokies. <laughs> so I bought ham, I bought roast beef and I bought turkey because we, we needed some anyways. Right. And bought more cheese. Some cheese. It's just a sandwich, <laughs> just but American it's fancy. Cheese. I bought some chips and then I bought some naked juice. I bought a big thing of naked juice yeah. to kind of get the vegetables in. I bet those kids thought it was like the best meal. It was gourmet. It was a gourmet meal. Hoagie sandwiches. We used to have hoagies. They're like, what are hoagies? I'm like, it's kind of like Subway. Like you cut a little piece of bread and then you make a Subway sandwich. And they're like, oh, okay, this is great. So I had tomatoes. I'm about to make, I even bought shredded lettuce, like the iceberg instead hey. of shredding it myself. I bought the shredded lettuce and we put that on there. They, they were in heaven. Out. Yeah. So hoagie sandwiches. That was a Hoagies, man. Flashback. I still love a good hoagie. Still to this day, <laughs> I haven't had I, hoagie in forever. But you said that now it's like I want to go home and have a hoagie. But unfortunately, I, guess, I, I got some eat, bread here. Okay, I can't, can't eat that eat bread it. on this diet. It has to be whole whole grain or whatever. Well, we got some of that too. Yeah, so, anyways, well, Holly, uh, we should probably wrap it up here. But uh, I, you know, I'm thinking about you know it's coming up on the end of the school year. I see my friends just just saw a post on Facebook that uh, you know one of my friends was at field day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, thinking back to your elementary school days, what was your favorite field day activity? I had two. Okay. Three-legged race if I was with Regan because we okay. were good. Or the egg. Remember, you'd put the egg on yep. the spoon yep. and you'd have to run down and back and not drop the egg. Those were my two favorite and I was good at those. So I, my favorite memory of all time for field day was uh, two things, actually. Number one was mom would always get us something special for field day. I don't know about right. you, but me. Yep. And that's yep. something special was a soda. Yep. So we'd get soda in our a can. That's a can of soda. And it was usually uh caffeine free Dr. Pepper. Sprite or something. Oh no, mine was always mine was Sprite. And so because mom always had like caffeine free Dr. Right. Pepper. So anyways, uh she had it in, you know, we we have the the actual like ice chest. Yeah, yep. Lunchbox, you know. Anyway, so I, I always remember that. Anyway, so we are running the mile relay. And so there's four of us running and I was just uh, not to toot my own horn, but I had the fastest mile in fifth grade, both times. Which is kind of funny because didn't the, your coach in 10th grade say, where's the slow white kid? Listen, man, I could long distance. I could long distance. (laughs) If if they had to run a mile on the football field, I'd have won. But if you know, you needed to run a hundred meter dash, I was not your guy. Got it. Yeah. I'm a distance runner too. So So we're running this four by 400. So it's a mile run with four, four of us. And, And just so you know, 650. 648. That was my mile times. Nice. And, and I would run, and, you know, so I'm the last leg. I'm the fourth leg because I'm the fastest. So they're like, okay, Scott, you're going to be last. So the first four go, we're behind. And there's a kid, I don't even remember his name, but they're ahead of us. And it's down to the, this is like the, there's only two teams racing and he's halfway. So my first three sucked. And so right. I get the baton and he's halfway across. So he's on the other side right. of the of the dirt track there at Clifton Park Elementary School. And I get the baton and I take off running and I catch this kid at the three quarter mark. So he's only made it because they put their (laughs) slowest kid at the end. Right. And I catch this kid and I hear everybody cheering me on. And I was like, you know, I was like in the Olympics, you know what I mean? Because that year we did it. I think it was the Olympics that year. So we did the Olympics for field day. And like we had some girl doing like roller skating, like like, figure skating, but on roller roller skates (laughs) out on the, out on the, like, you remember it was not even, it was not even a smooth surface. It was like a rocky basketball court. Yeah. And uh, Heather Smonko, she won, she won the uh, figure skating. But anyways, I catch up to this kid third, three quarters of the way around and uh, I beat that kid. And my team was going, yeah, we won the gold. And I was so excited because I had caught this kid and, uh, Unfortunately, that fifth grade moment is one of the greatest moments of my life. 
Yeah, and that, that poor kid only had one leg. Let's tell the whole story. He was out Listen, there hobbling. Listen, man, he, he, he was <laughs> like hobbling, hobbling by the end, especially because I caught up. I could see his face, but I can't think of his name. But Hilarious. anyway, so we got, we got field day coming up. And uh, I always feel like we always lost tug of war. I don't know why. Like I was always on the losing end of tug of war. And uh, that really, really burdened me my whole life. Never win tug of war. Wow. But yeah, we got end of year stuff coming up here. Holly, with all these kids, man, uh, we've had, we've had concerts and end of year banquets and all sorts of stuff and now field day and the good thing is my kid is like i don't care if you come stay home what yeah dude i always wanted mom to come to our field day she'd always come and volunteer yeah i don't remember i just always helped up mine give him a lunchable and a soda like have fun so when's his field day i don't even know (laughs) he doesn't care he's like whatever honestly i think it's like at the end of the week i think it's no i mean like jace doesn't care he's just like whatever oh yeah i'll ask him here pretty i'll ask him here today say hey when's your when's your i'll have to ask him what event season but, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so just to wrap it up, just, just so you know, I told you I was going to, I had to go coach a couple of football games last time, coach a volleyball tournament, first uh, place. First I didn't, place. I was there, we man, that, it. that game though, that took you to the first place. I thought you were going to drop it. It was, that was a rough set. It was a rough set. And then for this, the final one, that was an intense game. I actually texted Val and I'm like, girl, you're missing a game. This is intense. She was driving in the car with her sisters, pulled over, called me on video and had me like go back and forth with my phone so they could all watch it. Like they were pulled over on the side of the road as they watched it. So she got to see Ava win. Yeah, I thought we were going to give up that second set. That was a, Ooh, in the finals. Was that was a tough one, but uh, pulled it off. So it's rough. Yeah, it, I will say though, it did make it better that I was a little tipsy. Yeah, you were. So yeah. I've decided for future reference, like when I have to go to these volleyball games, I'm going to chug a beer, pound a beer right before I, I walk in. You, you did have a couple there at the, uh, <laughs> at the hula hut. So anyways, okay. uh, you know, I know next time that uh, that we get on, hopefully we'll have uh, some more fun things to talk about. I, I have a bunch of stuff here that we didn't get to that I'm, I'm looking over and I'm like, dude, I want to know about this stuff. Like, what do you do on Dugway? Like, what are some of the things? Obviously, you're top secret, so you can't tell us everything. But uh, right. there's some, there's I some, have fun, some good, fun looking things over there. I have some good stories. Oh. So we'll, talk, we'll make a day of it next time. Thanks, everybody, for being here with us. We look forward to, to having you around in the future. All right. Take care, everyone. See you guys. Hey, what's up, my channel? Please hit the drop. Drop a like and hit the subscribe button. Looking for my first subscriber. Can't subscribe myself. Can't do that for some reason. I don't know why. Wish you could.